The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer's Philly Special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to the Ringers Philly special, Shiel Kapadia, catching my breath, my heart is still beating, we've never done a post-game pod so soon after a game ends, the Phillies hold on, 7-6, to six. oh my goodness, so much to get to, they can never make it easy, playoff baseball, joining me, I'm so excited, my friend, you know, may know him as the Jeopardy Goat, you may know him from the chase on ABC, you may know him as just a typical unhinged Philadelphia sports fan as I have for like a decade right now my friend Brad Rudder Brad how are you I mean is your my heart is lit it's it's been 10 10 minutes since the last out I swear my heart is racing still yeah actually you know can we pause for a second while I run out and get a quick angioplasty <laughs> after that my goodness Oh my gosh. I was, I, I was taking notes. I thought, all right, I got a little, you know, take some notes, get an outline. We're going to record at five, but you're still watching the game. And my dad, my dad's here briefly. Cause he's got to take my, my daughter to ballet since we're doing this. And he's just go, Oh my gosh, he's going to give up a grand slam. All of a sudden <laughs> two guys on ninth inning, bottom of the ninth and infield single, then a long single, then a strikeout. And then are you watching that home run this I'm thinking it's a I'm thinking it's a pop-up. I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe maybe it gets to the warning track. I did not think it was gonna leave, but it leaves for a three-run bomb. Yeah, I was shocked to see Marsh backing up on it. Like it it it, it like exactly like you said, it sounded like a routine fly ball in the center field and it just kept going. E- Unbelievable. Even the announcers were uh surprised, I think. I mean, they weren't, you know, going nuts until the very end. He keeps backing up, he's backing up some more, and then you're going, Oh my gosh, seven to six. Are you serious right now? And then the next play. Oh my god. <laughs> Contreras with a blooper to right and Nick Castellanos 
with the diving grab. I'm just yelling, how you like that, Keith Hernandez? How you like that defense, <laughs> Keith Hernandez? He comes through in a huge spot. They don't make it easy. They get the ground out to end it. How, how are we feeling about closer Zach Eflin right now? It was such Oof. a feel-good story at the end of the season, but my gosh, it has not been easy so far uh, in these three games for him. Yeah, it's hard to separate uh, his current role from the entirety of his Phillies career, which gives you yeah. zero confidence. Uh, but he's been doing a good job. And honestly, I uh, maybe it's just because this is all a bonus this year. Like I, oh, a month ago, I wasn't expecting him to even be in the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm just taking the uh, attitude of, hey, we're we're in the playoffs. It's fun. I missed this. I forgot how much fun it was. Uh, you know, let, let's just see where it goes. And I'm oddly, as you know, Mr. Negadelphia, as I usually am, I'm oddly positive about everything that's going on with the Phillies. I can't really explain it other than that. I, I think it's what you said. You know, I, I always, one of my like sports theories is just that the best seasons come out of nowhere when you don't have any expectations. And not that there weren't any expectations for these Phillies teams. You know, I, 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 this Phillies team, I think people maybe thought they would get into the playoffs. But like you said, I mean, it was what, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, where we're going, oh my God, that series in Wrigley, they're falling apart again. I hate this team. This team sucks. <laughs> and now here we are. They're two yeah, And they've done it to us. They've done, us to us, done it to us so many yes. times before that uh, I was, oh, they finally got there. All right, let's see what happens. Uh, they're definitely playing. They, they're, they're definitely playing loose. They're definitely playing like a team that sort of I don't want to say house money because it's never easy to get in. But uh, you know how they scored in the first inning there. That was like okay, that's a relief. You get some runs uh, early, and then they finish it out. But it's a fun. I mean, listen, it's a. I'm with you. It's the feeling, the unique experience of watching a playoff baseball team where your heart's just racing the whole time. Like I've described, you're expecting something terrible to happen every single at bat, every single pitch until all of a sudden something good happens and then you kind of just go nuts and you go wild and you're like oh my gosh maybe it's going to be a little bit different uh, I know for most people the day games you know they it might be hard with their schedules I love it I love not having to stay up till 11 30 on the east coast and it's just something that can take my afternoon and we can watch the game so uh, it's fun hey we're guaranteed uh what they won one so we're guaranteed at least three more games yeah and two in Philly so in uh, it's Philly. been a long time yeah, it's good. It's going to be fun Friday. Uh, they return. All right. I'm going to hit you with some some big picture thoughts from this game. You let me know if you have any that I missed or you can just uh, play off of mine. This is this is the Nick Castellanos game, right? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, we name games in Philadelphia. Yeah. And this is definitely the Nick Castellanos game. I was wondering what horrible thing happened to make a Nick Castellanos <laughs> game happen. And uh, I found out what it is. It was uh, Dame Angela Lansbury sadly passed away at the age of 96. So okay. uh, right. rest in peace uh, to the wonderful and talented Miss Angela Lansbury. All right. So that's that's the uh, that's the trade off there. You know, I, I'm going to give myself a little credit. I think I might have lit a fire uh, under Nick, Nick Castellanos, you know, watching those first two games. Uh, my kids were into it and, uh, you know, we let them stay up to watch game two. And so I said, all right, if you're going to watch, then I'm like, you got to be paying attention. This isn't just like stay up and go crazy. And so I was giving my daughter these little quizzes like after 
each half inning where she'd have to be like, all right, the first batter did this. I know this sounds like crazy parenting. Listen, I never said I'm winning father of the year uh, over here. This is what happens when you grow up in the Philadelphia suburbs with a dad like me. So she, she's going through it. And at one point it was something with Castellanos and she's like, did he get out? And I just start ripping into him. I go, listen, he's, I go, he's an automatic out. You don't even have to ask me, did he get out? This guy's been a disaster all season long. I'm just crushing him. And then today comes through in a huge spot. I mean, if I had to rank, uh, to, to answer this question for me, if you had to rank before this game, like your confidence level in each batter just to like come through in a big spot, I don't know if he would have been last. He would have been in the bottom three for me. Not, not that he's the least talented player, yeah. but you know how you just get a feeling when a guy's up? I'm not saying it's rational, but he was way towards the bottom for me. Yeah, I definitely would have put Hoskins last, but then oh, okay. uh, Castellanos <laughs> second to last. But, but uh, on a similar note, well, some signs of life from Hoskins. Yes. Uh, the double, uh, he screamed a line drive down the, uh, th- down the third baseline yes. and ended up getting caught. Um, you know, uh, no at bats that look terrible. I like Hoskins is the most frustrating, good player I can remember in Philly. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I think default Noah Becker pointed out that he's basically Paul Goldschmidt. And if you look at the numbers, that's true. <laughs> but then when he's not going well, I've never seen worse at bats from a guy. Yeah. It's just like, he just looks like he's never played the game before, but none of that today. So if he can get going too, uh, we'll be in great shape. I think these are my big takeaways. Like you came in, so you came into the playoffs. I had no confidence in Castellanos. And then Harper was the other guy where it's like, What are you going to get from this guy? This is a huge spot. He's coming off the injury. He was bad down the stretch, but it's baseball. And so in like five games, you can totally turn around how everyone thought about uh, your season. And he's looking more like Bryce Harper here. These last two games had the home run in game two against the Cardinals, had a single in the first, had the, had the double, at the double in the sixth. And it's like, okay, he's getting going. And then Castellanos, like we said, comes through first inning. They get the four straight hits with two outs. And in the third, he, he doubles and then busts it to get home after uh, Segura had the single where you're like, is he going to score here? And then you're like, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. he's there. Uh, he scored here. I was even getting irrational about this. I feel like you'll appreciate this. Ken Rosenthal interviewing Castellanos in the middle of the game. Hey, you have two hits. I'm going, what are you doing? What is going on here? How are you? No, inter- don't talk to him. You can't talk what to him. What are you him. doing? <laughs> Do you know what this guy has looked like all season long? Now he has two hits and you're going to interview him in the dugout. I'm, I'm going nuts there in the middle, but that's really a, a big takeaway. Kind of the middle of that lineup, the top of the lineup that for, I mean, Schwarber hasn't done a thing, but I just feel confident. Like he's going to have a moment um, in one of these next, three games, but, uh, Castellanos, Harper, like you said, Hoskins, that, that's got me feeling good about what's ahead here. Yeah. We know, we know Sosa can get hot too. Like, uh, I forget what that stat was that it was him and like, uh, Hannes Wagner were the only two people to do something, <laughs> you know, like, I uh, love those. <laughs> They, yeah, they like, go yeah. back so far, they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, so I'm actually, I'm feeling pretty good. Also, you know, uh, the game one winner in a game in a five game series, uh, really predictive. I don't know what exactly the number is, but you got to feel good with Wheeler and Nola going in the next two. Yes. You, yeah. you, you figure you got to win at least one of those. And then uh, you're one win away. Like, uh, I, yeah, uh, I would have been okay. Uh, if they'd lost today, probably not. If the Braves had completed the comeback, oh and my, won it that tonight. would have been no, yeah, not that because that'll, <laughs> yeah, that'll just destroy you. But uh, you had you had Ranger Suarez going, and uh, well, okay, let's talk about him for a second. Yes, uh, 
Ranger had what your boss, Bill Simmons, would call the good bad game. Okay. Which he, he was missing the plate, but he wasn't, other than the home run, he didn't really give up any meatballs. He was just, a, he, it was, he was trying to paint the corners and he, he was just a tad off and ended a bunch of walking a bunch of guys, but I never felt like he was a disaster. Like I, I, I strangely felt confident in him because he actually looked okay. He looked better than the results he got. I think that's a good description. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't look good. I mean, the numbers are terrible. Like if before the game, I would have told you he's going to throw 75 pitches in the first three innings. <laughs> he's going to last three and a third. He's going to have a career high five walks and he's going to give up a home run. And oh, by the way, the Phillies are not going to hit a home run in this game. We would have gone, all right, down one. Oh, let's, let's see what they <laughs> yeah. look like with Wheeler and Nola. But uh, I think you're right. I mean, there were those two huge spots, bases loaded, one out, bottom of the first, and I had just tweeted this stupid thing. I should really not tweet during games, especially during baseball. You're just tempting the baseball gods. But, you know, I just had this tweet about how it's such a relief when your team scores runs in the first inning because you're like, all right, it's not going to be one of those games where it's the eighth inning and your team has two hits and they're getting shut out. And you're like, why do I do this to myself? Then in the bottom of the first, he gets into that spot, bases loaded, and he gets the double play. And you're like, oh, my goodness. All right, that, that can't last. Then in the third inning, bases loaded again. Two outs, he gets he gets Darno swinging. He shows emotion afterwards. So those, yeah, I mean, those are like two spots. There were so many spots, and we can get to some others, but those were too early on where you're just like, all right, this this game's going to go one way or the other, uh, depending on what happens here. The, the Phillies come through, and the Braves don't come through in those two spots. Yeah, and the way the rotation is set up, you know, uh, just not getting rocked, giving you a chance is really all you need from Ranger, and he definitely yeah. did that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was, uh, again, irrational with the broadcast team with Suarez when, like, Smoltz was, like, gassing him up after the first inning. Say he wasn't lying. He's kind of saying what you were saying, you know? He was like, yeah. he was like, listen, it didn't look good, but he's fine. And he kept saying, and I'm going, listen, listen, Johnny, I remember you in 93. I don't need you reverse jinxing uh, Ranger Suarez. We know what team you played 20 seasons for, buddy. Just settle down. And, and yeah. Well, yeah, well, how, how about this? Like if, if we weren't cursed enough, you know, every big Eagles game, we get Troy Aikman. Every big Phillies game, we get John Smoltz. Oh my gosh. I know. it's uh, And Smoltz was good too. I thought that's, you know, so it, yeah, no, he yeah, is good. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm like you though. Too. Like they, they both do as well as you could possibly expect anybody to do at playing it down the middle. But they they played their whole careers for one team. I know, and you know, half the time the Phillies or the Eagles are playing that team. It's uh, it's, it, it's frustrating. I know. We just we we have too many memories. The the history is absolutely just too rich. There, uh, we talked about Eflin. I thought what could be sort of I don't want to say a series changing development, but certainly encouraging how about sir anthony in the yes. sixth and the seventh i mean that's like a huge takeaway from this if eflin would have just got them down one two three we might have already talked about sir anthony is like one of the huge bullet points from this game how about him in the sixth and the seventh how good did he look yeah like uh, um as good as he's ever looked and yes. that's really encouraging because uh if, if the phillies are going to do anything they're going to need him uh especially because uh, you can't be running the brogdons of the world oh, out there gosh. too often um but yeah, that was that was really encouraging. Uh, just uh, his his movement was there, his command was there. Um, that's exactly what you wanted to see from him. That's what what another one of the encouraging things about this game. Six up, six down, struck out three, eighteen pitches in two innings. Was yeah, like, oh, finally. That's <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, uh, I I had to I had to do a couple things. So I was watching on my phone, and uh, I 
you know, I, uh, I, I almost missed it. Cause yeah. like he, he just put, yeah, 17 pitches. That's, uh, that's great. And especially cause now you don't have to worry about using him, uh, tomorrow if, if you have to, and, uh, obviously the less you can use these guys, the better, uh, cause you know, that's one thing we haven't run into yet is, uh, some pitchers start running out of gas in these playoff series. Yeah. And, uh, that hopefully probably we won't have to worry about that with Sir Anthony if he keeps looking as good as he did. And relievers are so weird. It's, it's, you know, you go into a playoff series with confidence in this guy and no confidence in this guy. And then by the end of it, it can totally change how you feel. Or like, even by game three, you're like, Oh no, you know, there's somebody might've had a great regular season and you just have no confidence in him. So that's huge. I mean, if he's going to look that good, 14 strikes, out of 18 pitches and you know, really the only guy who gave us like an emotional break during this game was Sir Anthony. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, thank you. Just a couple. They're not, they're not hitting this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You felt good. You're like, Oh baby, that's yeah. nasty. Yeah. Keep him coming. Give him four outs this inning. We feel good about it. No big deal at all. Now, what's your, like, what's your emotional level? Now I've heard from you for years uh, during Eagles games where it's, you know, one of the most entertaining streams of consciousness uh, <laughs> I, I, I could ever have where you're, you're ready and willing to crush anybody, which I appreciate. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm calling for everybody to, <laughs> yeah. to be fired. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I was feeling that way on Sunday, actually, uh, <laughs> even though they ended up winning the game, you know, that's, that's just how I am. So how does um, that compare to a like Philly's playoff viewing experience for you? Um, well, it's the, the pace of the game is so different between football and baseball that, uh, I, I feel like I have a little more time to calm myself down and reflect during baseball games. You know, you, yeah. have, you have breaks between pitches, breaks between batters, uh, breaks between innings. Um, also, uh, the, just the whole pace of the season, you know, like, uh, it, I've been watching the Phillies all year, even in, in the couple of weeks where I just decided it wasn't worth watching them anymore. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's just, it, it, um, having all that baseball behind you. And I've just made my peace with the fact that it's really just a giant crap shoot, uh, in the, in the playoffs, you know, I've been beaten by Cody Ross too many times yeah. to, uh, you know, so hopefully maybe, uh, maybe Bryson Stott can be somebody else's Cody Ross. That's, that's all I'm looking for. That's true. You never think about it that way. Yeah. Like somebody right now in Atlanta's like, you know, freaking Nick Castellanos, you know, this, yeah. I, I didn't, didn't know do any, anything all yeah. year. <laughs> and now he comes in and he smokes us. You only think about that when it's the guy on the other team, which, uh, you know, by the way, Acuna is just the guy who's just feels like he's going to be terrifying. Oh, he's terrifying. Oh my oh. God. I, uh, he's going to hit three home runs <laughs> yes. in this series. Yeah. Uh, like, and I, I might even take the over on that. Like, Oh God. And he's a Phillies killer anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, fortunately, I, none of the other Braves look too scary just yet. But yeah, he's terrifying. You can always identify the guy in game one where you're just like, all right, this guy's going to be in my life uh, for the next week or so. It's going to be ter terrible. Yeah, my heart's, you know, every time he's up, my heart's going to start beating uh, even faster. And yeah, I think he's definitely going to be that guy. What did you think of the the approach? I mean, I guess two things really stand out. One is Smoltz was pointing it out that they were going to be really aggressive early on. I mean, Schwarber comes in first pitch of the game and swings, and then they were swinging at a lot, lot of first pitches. But then Bryce Harper squaring around to bunt. I know he was trying to get a hit, but I'm going, what year are we in? It's 2022. Harper's trying to bunt. Schwarber is trying to bunt. And then Veerling, I mean, that's the one, you know, that yeah. is more, is fine. It's more typical, but I'm like, Schwarber, 46 home, a 46 home run guy in the year 2022, squaring up to bunt here. They have 11 hits, two walks, 
no home runs. I mean, this was a throwback game, whether I guess partially by design, but I mean, it was kind of yeah. jarring, wasn't it? Well, with Harper, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they had the shift on. Yes. So I, I think he was trying to bunt for a base hit, and worst case scenario, he moves the runner over. Yeah. That, that, that's so that that makes a little bit of sense to me. Um, I'm I'm old school enough that, uh, or I'm new school enough that I do worry about you know the opportunity cost there. Oh uh, man, I was yeah. thinking about it in the ninth when they're coming back. I'm going, oh those bunts earlier. <laughs> you're bunting Bryce Harper. I don't yeah. you know I don't care what he's doing, but yeah, it's uh, I don't have the numbers of like how often they've done that, but uh, even with the shift, like remember Ryan Howard, that would always be the conversation. Yeah. I, would, I would yell at people constantly. Oh, you know, if he could just get a bunt down there, I go, it is Ryan freaking Howard. I'm not, you know, I'm not lining up <laughs> to bunt there. He's got to hit a home run and the game has totally gone that way in the last 11 years. Yet here they, they have two of their, you know, biggest power hitters lining up to bunt in those two spots. But, and the only other thing I can think of is that uh, it's it, it could just be a psychological thing where, you know, they're they're coming in they're usually Like you said, they're loose. We're going to do whatever it takes to win. If it's Bryce Harper laying down a butt, we're going to do that. There's something to be said for that. So yeah. I, I still probably wouldn't have done the same thing. But, yeah. uh, hey, it worked out. So, uh, you know, uh Good job, uh, Philly Rob. <laughs> That's right. It was like maybe they're doing it in game one to get him thinking about it. But I mean, I, I think Smoltz was pointing this out. Like they're not going to change how they play because you, you lined up to bunt yeah. uh, one time. That, so that was really surprising. Yeah. I mean, again, if you would have told me those Suarez numbers and then told me that the Phillies are not going to hit a home run in this game, uh, what the percentages, the odds that they actually come out and win the game would have been very low right there. All right. Let me see some of my. Well, between that and uh, the the ninth inning comeback in the Cardinals game, you know, we're getting those kinds of real outlier. Yeah, that's um, true. Results that uh, you know they that has me feeling good too. That's you need those even if you're even if you're really good, you need a couple of crazy wins to go on a long run. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, knock on wood. Yeah, get a little lucky in a game, and then you know the next game win a game that you should win, you know, that you deserve to yeah, win. That yeah. You deserve to win. Exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, a couple other notes that I had written down here, uh, Gene Segura with the big hit in the third, the RBI. And then I thought in the fourth inning, you mentioned Sosa earlier had a great at bat nine pitch yeah. at bat draws the walk. And then Hoskins comes in with the double Castellanos with the single to score two. That was really the stretch where they kind of took control of the game there. I thought, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, you're getting getting contributions from everybody. And I was talking about Hoskins, who's just been terrible lately. And yeah. uh, looks. I think another thing I forgot to mention about him is it also seems to me like he's gone the exact amount of time being terrible that he needed before he turns it around. <laughs> so hopefully that's because uh, it's usually about, you know, two and a half, three weeks where he just looks like he has no idea what he's seeing out there. And then he get, gets back to being the regular Reese Hoskins that we all know and love. Um, so Fingers crossed that'll happen in the next couple of days. When you like describe that, it kind of like struck to my core. I'm like, is that what I kind of go, you know, I, I might have that in like my personal life. Yeah. Two weeks, you're, <laughs> you're just totally off. You're screwing everything up. <laughs> Work, family, whatever, personal. And then, you know, you're like, okay, all right. I, I found my groove again. So uh, I can, speaking of who I can relate to, David Robertson, uh, straight in the calf, <laughs> celebrate. I mean, I've never felt related to a professional athlete more than when I heard he strained his calf celebrating the Bryce Harper home run. Unbelievable way to start a series. 
Yeah, uh, Bill Grammatica flashbacks for everybody. Uh, although I, I, I got to tell you, that did scare the crap out of me yeah. before the game because okay, he's he's one of the guys you can trust, and uh, they've been in short supply in the Phillies bullpen over the past few years. So uh, you know, f- fingers crossed, he's back for the NLCS if we get that far because um, right. there's. Uh, a couple of those guys I just really don't want to see again. Yes, Brogdon would be one of them. Though that was not a fun Brogdon uh, appearance yeah. today. Uh, Balotti gets Swanson swinging with two on in the fourth. It was six one at the time. Again, there are so many of these moments where you're like, they're not going to come through in every one of these spots. They came through in most of them. It was wild how many yeah. times you just kind of like. And your you fist. know, I I hate to keep keep being Mr. Positive here, but if you said if you told me they were going to send uh, Brogdon and Bellotti out, and one of them would be good and one of them wouldn't, I would have taken take back. that. Yes, I agree. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I couldn't believe. It. I think it was through four innings, they said that the Braves had worked ten full counts and had seven left on base through four. It was just like ten full counts through four innings. How are we going to survive a potential? five game series. And it, and it really did yeah. feel like that. Like you're looking at your watch in some of these games, when your team has the lead, you're just going like, how is it only the sixth inning? How do they still have 12 more outs here? It's gotta be later in the game yeah. right now. In- until Sir Anthony showed up, like it was really dragging. And then yeah. uh, the Phillies stopped hitting then too. So, uh, you, you know, the, the whole thing kind of sped up, which, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Brogdon struggled uh, hand hadn't pitched. In 21 days, he's he's throwing them in the dirt in there. But that liner to center, Veerling, that's an, again, I, we probably could name 50 key moments in this game, but Veerling chasing down that liner to uh, to right center where I thought that thing was dropping and I thought that was potentially getting in the gap. But he comes through there and then Hand gets Grissom swinging another huge moment in the game in the fifth inning. Uh, what else did I have here? So I don't mean to keep going back to Ken Rosenthal, but interviewing the manager in the middle of the game. I don't know if you caught this uh, or not, but he he's interviewing Snitaker and he's asking him about like having five days off, you know, from the end of the regular season to this series, he's asking him about Strider potentially pitching in game three. It's the middle of the game. I'm like, man, you gotta have, listen, you have to have a good relationship with the guy to be throwing questions like that at him in the middle of the game. Like I'm just going to my days in like the Eagles locker room and like the cojones, you would have to have to throw a question at somebody in the middle of the game like that. I couldn't believe it. It was, it was shocking. These, these in-game interviews are really just sort of, uh, uh, jarring to me. Well, Ken Rosenthal, like me, is a bow tie guy, so you know he has cojones, <laughs> and uh, that that also brings up a couple more things. First of all, like uh, also uh, uh, on the hand point, like uh, they were talking about how Strider hasn't pitched in three weeks, uh, and they don't know, like they can't send him down for rehab, so they don't know what they're going to get. All he's just doing bullpen sessions. That now he's guaranteed to come out and start game three yeah. and throw like seven shutout That's innings. True. I, I I couldn't believe that. The other thing with Snicker is like, okay, can we have we heard enough about this closed door meeting that they had, uh, uh, and then they and then they won fourteen row, games yeah. straight. Yeah, no, I, I I looked it up here. Here's here's why they won fourteen in a row: one against Arizona, four against Colorado, two against Oakland, a four game series at, at, with the Pirates at home, and then three against the Nationals. That's why they won fourteen in a row. <laughs> 
<laughs> closed door meetings are the fun- it might be the funniest thing in sports. Yeah, I forget what team it was. I already saw someone in the NFL. Oh no, they had a players only meeting. I saw someone already had a players. If you're having players only meetings in like week five and that's getting written about, your season's probably about to go yeah. down the tubes. That's like that's strike number two. I don't know which strike uh, number three would be. Uh, speaking of telling people to settle down, Arcia, settle down. Take a pitch and just yell there. All right, you got a ball. Wow. Big deal. I mean, I'm watching my daughter's softball game. People are getting plunked left and right. You don't see anyone just yelling there in the batter's box. Like, yeah. Calm down. That's one of the fun things about uh, the baseball playoffs, too, is you, you're finding new guys to dislike. Yes. And uh, he's he's the leader in the clubhouse for me yes. on this Braves team at the moment. You know, it's like, like, uh, and it's, it's never the stars, right? You know, like, unless they're jerks. Like, Acuna is awesome, and he's going to do some damage in this series. Yeah. And I hate him because he's good, but, like, it's, it's, it's a different thing. It's, it's guys like that, like Garcia. Like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I was totally with you. I mean, I knew, I'll be honest. I'm not watching every, all the other teams during the season. I'm watching the Phillies, and then you get into these playoff series, and you're like, all right, you know, the sports hate is going to start. We both had it from our younger days uh, still. Paul Molitor. Ed Sprague, uh, John Olerud, those guys will still own a spot in my head uh, forever here. So we'll see. I mean, I think th- those were the big things that stuck out to me. I don't know if you had. Oh, oh I have one here. Jim Salisbury uh, tweeted out, how do we feel about Big Stick Nick? as the uh for, oh for Nick i love it we're in on that right i love it we're, yeah. we're gonna have to get a little deeper into the playoffs for it to really catch on yeah but i love it listen just give us another game or two like that nick I mean, oh yeah unbelievable well i talk about stuff i did not see coming going into this game i mean the odds if you would have told me he's gonna strike out three times in a big spot or he's gonna go three for five he's on the tv right now right here in the background with a double three rbis and then potentially a game-saving diving catch in in uh, right field there, I mean, yeah, I know what side I would have been taking before this game, so good for him. Yeah, most definitely. It, it, it is funny, a couple of these guys, I mean, Castellanos had the booing thing early in the season. Bohm had the thing early on, you know, I, I hate this place or whatever he said. And then he comes <laughs> out and he owns it. I feel confident when Bohm's up there. I mean, he's one guy who I'm yeah. just like, you know what, the moment's not too big for him. Like, yeah, get him up to the plate. I'm feeling good. Yeah, he's been really good, and I feel a lot better about him defensively, and yes. you know, that's why he got booed. Right. And uh, whatever he's done, like uh, anytime something gets hit down there, I'm I'm not worried at all. Yeah, he was great in that second game in the Cardinal Stairs. All right, so we get Zach Wheeler versus Kyle Wright, game two, Wednesday afternoon, then the series goes to Philadelphia for the first time since 2011 with Aaron Nola on the mound. I mean, stealing game one, with Suarez on the mound and the way they did. We don't know what way it's going to go. They could easily lose. We, we both know. We're probably still both expecting them to lose because that's just how you, you know, <laughs> what you tell yourself as you watch. But if, if an objective observer looked at this and said, you're going to steal game one the way you did with Suarez, and then you're going to get Wheeler and Nola in games two and three in a five-game series, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, I I take it every time, and you know, it, and I almost had a heart attack in the ninth. I'm not gonna lie, but it doesn't matter now. It's seven to six is the same goes down the same as seven to three. Yeah. Um, you stole game one, uh, stole home field uh, with with your third starter, um, and then with your top two guys coming up. Uh, yeah, you, you have to feel pretty good about it. 
that ninth inning. I still can't get over it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't, if they would have blown that and then I'm like, all right, Brad, thanks for joining. Thanks for agreeing to do this. Here we go. Let's just let it, it rip. Let's some obscenities. Yeah. We, it, we probably it, both it, would have been more comfortable. I think honestly. Yeah. Honestly, it probably would have been more fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we always have tomorrow. We'll see, because Brad's yeah. going to join me tomorrow. This is awesome. Uh, I, I appreciate you doing this. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, but what, what do you have to plug? Anything to plug right now? I, I know Brad Rudder is always doing 10, 10 different things. So uh, if you have anything, let the people know. Uh, I'm going to, I taped a video category for Celebrity Jeopardy coming up uh, in a couple weeks. I'm not exactly sure when that's going to air, but it's uh, nine o'clock Eastern and Pacific on uh, Sunday nights on ABC. So check that out. They've been fun Celebrity Jeopardy games anyway. And uh, the chase is coming back in the new year. So uh, yeah, a little early on that, but uh, always good to get the word out, um, you know, when you can. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Brad, for joining me again. We'll, We'll be back. After game two, win or lose. I mean, this Philly special pod, I mean, the Eagles haven't lost. The Phillies haven't lost a playoff game since we started this. So we have to keep it uh, keep it going, see how long we can extend the streak here. Thanks. It's, it's the reverse Capadia curse. That's true. Maybe it's changed in the year 2022. I don't know. We'll we'll see how long it lasts. Talk, yeah, right. Talk talk to me like tomorrow when uh, I tweet <laughs> something and it totally changes the uh, changes the direction of that game. But don't forget, we're still we're gonna have Phillies tomorrow. Then we're gonna have you've got Eagles Cowboys. Sunday night, Solak and I will be doing a post-game pod for that. Oh, we haven't even done our Eagles-Cowboys preview pod. My week, it's all over the place. We'll, of course, have an Eagles-Cowboys preview pod coming to you on Wednesday night or Thursday where we will break down the Eagles-Cardinals film and then look ahead to that matchup. Remember, you can call into the voicemail line. Brad's going to re- read some of these voicemails we decided um, in the future, but you can call in to 215-315-7988. Eight two. Leave us an Eagles question, and we will get to that. I think I plugged everything. Fun afternoon of baseball. Phillies up one nothing. Thank you to everyone who has rate, reviewed, subscribed, all that good stuff. We will talk to you tomorrow on the Ringers Philly Special.